Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. I'm your host. And uh, this is going to be episode 130 of The Informed Catholic. Um, this episode is going to be part introduction to the life of Sister Simone Campbell, a very liberal nun, controversial nun. Uh, Catholic nun, uh, sort of on the same spectrum with Father James Martin, Rainbow Martin, a Jesuit priest. The reason why is because these two uh, both spoke at the DNC. We're going to focus mainly on Sister Simone Campbell. Uh, we know a lot about James Martin. Maybe I'll do something on James Martin just to uh, sort of like uh, co cover our tracks here. Um, this week, uh, we did a lot of a lot of articles. We went through a lot of articles, basically, on um, uh, Joe Biden, former vice president to Barack Obama. Uh, he happens to be Catholic now. He is the uh, Democratic uh, nominee for president, and uh, Kamala Harris of California uh, is his VP running mate. Um, this week, uh, Sister Simone Campbell and Father James Martin both were given permission to talk at the Democratic National Convention uh, basically to help Catholic Joe Biden. Um, if you talk to some uh, Catholic uh, influentials, uh, those on YouTube or uh, podcasts uh, within Catholic news media, especially um, church militants, Michael Voris uh, would refer to Joe, Joe Biden as fake Catholic Joe Biden. Um, Dr. Taylor Marshall uh, would be pretty much there himself. Um. It's not a secret. Joe Biden's uh, politics and his stance on his own Catholic beliefs and teachings is not a secret. Uh, there's a video he had put together to try to reach out to his fellow Catholics, uh, Joe Biden, to try to reach out to them to give the assumption that he's a devout practicing Roman Catholic. It's not a secret. But the fact is, there's an image of him with Pope Francis. Pope Francis doesn't promote him. He promotes him quietly. He, com he promotes Joe Biden passively. It's no secret that Pope Francis does not like Donald Trump. All right? If you don't believe me, go look up the photo. Uh, Pope Francis looks like he's constipated. Uh, Donald Trump has a big smile on his face. Um, it's no secret. It's no secret that Pope Francis is a globalist. It's no secret. And it's no secret that Pope Francis uh, promotes Father James Martin. He made Father James Martin, who actually, from what I'm hearing now, used to be quite active on Broadway. I don't know if he was a, a performer or whatever you want to call it, into musicals. Doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, he's into the arts. 
And he won't come out about himself. He won't tell the world about himself because his own Jesuit superiors won't let him. But the fact is, he is an activist for um, for homosexuality. He wants to normalize it within the Catholic Church. He wants uh, the Catholic Church to approve of gay weddings. He wants the Catholic Church to approve of transgenderism, the LGBTQ thing. I mean, look at some of his uh, his videos. I mean, he stands there, the screen behind him has a, a very uh, trendy, modernist uh spectrum of colors behind him uh he is the i don't know if he still is the head editor-in-chief of the america magazine he probably is he's pope francis just made him uh chief vatican uh communications director so how much more approval can you possibly get from the pope that that pretty much means you're safe no one can touch you well um, we know everything about him. We can say we know pretty much enough about Father James Martin. Now, he wrote a book uh, about some time ago called Building Bridges, which was uh, a pro-LGBT thing, uh, trying to change the Catholic Church's attitude about homosexuality. Um, he knows what Catholic teaching says. He knows it. He, he knows it very well. Now, uh, Sister Simone Campbell... I don't know much about her. I've heard of her. I've seen photos of her. And for this episode, we're going to look into her. We're going to find out what's her game, who she is, and how much influence she has. Why was she given permission? Well, it's obvious, I'm sure. We all know that. Now, before we begin, um, please uh, subscribe and share to the Informed Catholic Podcast. Um, it, it will be a great help. Um, subscribe either on uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. Um, I'm also on, on, I'm on Apple Podcasts now. I'm on several platforms and uh, it's really a great help. Uh, it will let them know all the platforms that uh promote this podcast that you like this sh this show and it'll be a great help to you uh not to just to me but to other catholics uh I, re I really would appreciate it i also have a youtube channel with the same name i haven't been up on that lately uh, as much uh, but i'm going to try to uh be on top of that as much as i can so uh let's begin with a prayer please in the name of the father son and holy spirit Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, pray for us. St. Thomas More, uh, pray for us. Uh, patrons, he's the patron saint of politicians, lawyers, uh, I would say also apologists as well, because uh, I use him as my role model. And St. Michael, the Archangel, pray for us, and we'll also call upon St. Thomas Aquinas. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Now, uh, within the Catholic uh, world, politics is important. Unfortunately, in America, um, 
social justice warriors uh, activism has become uh, the new pagan idol. Uh, we know this for a fact because, unfortunately, from for a long time, uh, if you're going to talk about Catholicism from two different spectrums, uh, the spiritual side, the theological side, the side of uh, worship, liturgy, practice, uh, those of us who who look towards that and we let that govern our lives. We let we let it govern also our politics or our social um, understanding of things, especially you know things like social justice, which is fighting poverty or uh, other forms of discrimination. But we do it from a theological perspective. Now, uh, with some Catholics, unfortunately, uh, who identify with Catholicism more as a philosophy. Um, um, and in a sense, like, in a uh, what you call ethnic wise, there's a lot of people like, you know, I remember they'll say, I'm Irish Catholic, I'm Italian Catholic, I'm Polish Catholic, I'm Portuguese Catholic. They put their ethnic identity first, their, uh, their, their um, uh, where their ancestors came from first, and their their uh, Catholic faith uh, second, um, that would also mean you will put your politics, your understanding of poli of, uh, of the world, you'll look at it from a, a social perspective rather than a theological perspective. And I've met quite a few, even recently at my workplace, where the individual was all four female priests. He didn't look at it from a theological perspective. I don't I don't think he cared to, but he identified himself as conservative. You see what I'm saying? Remember what I said the other day, saying that you're a traditionalist or conservative, not all of us are going to agree what that is. All right, not all of us are going to agree with that. The difference is, is that for people who are on the far left spectrum, you know, like a Democrat, vote blue no matter who. They, as long as they oppose the conservative side, the conservative side, it depends like here you have someone who's more libertarian. The person I spoke to was more libertarian in a sense. Uh, he wants to be fair in one instance he's more closer to the democrat the liberal in a sense than he realizes he's probably more conservative in a sense about his economics his taxes you know he'll hold on to things such as the right to bear arms but when it comes to the moral spectrum he's more on the left and that's that's how I'm saying to you is that we can't, that there is no one definition for conservative. There is no one definition for conservative. Liberal, the classic term of liberal, can, can you, you'll see it welcoming both the, um, the person on the right and the person on the left. We all agree on the Constitution. We can all agree on freedom of speech of expression, of uh, the right to bear arms, uh, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, 
peaceful protest, um, things like that. Things, in a sense, that, that, that are important. The radical left leans far, far away. So far, we've seen it now, what's happening with the rioting, with the destruction of property, that they've gone into the realm of Marxist socialist. Some may even, I don't think they'll even know it. They, don't, they want to give more power to the government and less power to the right of the individual's life. Um, that's that's a difference. Now, Sister Simone uh, probably comes from, uh, she obviously is Catholic, and the name Campbell is more of a Scottish uh, uh, origin. I, I know because... Uh, you know, I'm familiar with some history and the name Campbell is more associated with Scottish. So she's probably of a Scottish, uh, Irish um, uh, descent. She was born October 22nd, 1945. Uh, she's a Roman Catholic religious sister, lawyer and lobbyist. Lobbyist. Now, that says she's a social activist right there. An executive director of Network. She belongs to the Sisters of Social Services. Now, right there, you see? She is known as an outspoken advocate for social justice. It's That's her religion right there. I'm going to tell you right now. It's more her religion. She doesn't dress like a traditional nun. She dresses um, like an annoying school teacher, uh, like an activist. Um, yeah, she's not a traditional. She's definitely not Mother Angelica. Let's put it that way. She probably spends more of her time, this is going to be unfair probably, on her social activism than she does spend time on her spiritual life. All right, uh, Mary Campbell, October 22nd, 1945. She's age 74 now. She's born in Saint Monica, Santa Monica, California. She's a United States citizen. Alma Mater, Mount St. Mary's College, uh, UC, uh, uh, University of California, Davis, Davis School of Law, Occupation Religious Sister, Lawyer, Lobbyist, and Network of Organization called Network. Now we'll look into her early life. When Campbell was born in Santa Monica, California, to parents who had recently moved from Colorado, she was given the first name Mary in honor for her paternal grandmother. She was the eldest of four siblings. She joined the Sisters of Social Services, an international Roman Catholic religious organization, a religious congregation rooted in the Benedictine tradition. Okay, let's, let's, let's get some information there. In 1964, and took her final vows in 1973, adopting the name Simone. Okay, uh, okay, so, okay, her original, her birth name was Mary. Okay, Mary Campbell, that's her name. So she took the sister Simone. All right. She received a bachelor's degree in 1969 from Mount St. Mary's College in Los Angeles. In 1977, Campbell received the degree of Juris Doctor from the University of California, Davis School of Law, where she had been an editor of the UC Davis Law Review. All right, so uh, she was born 
in October 22, 1945. Her family originally was from Colorado. All right. And they gave her the name Mary in honor of her paternal grandmother. Um, all right. So she joined the religious a religious con congregation, a Benedictine, rooted in Benedictine. Uh, Benedictine, St. Benedict was a, a, an ancient Roman. He helped save Western civilization. He preserved reason why we have all the information we have, um, classics and everything, came from the Benedictines. The Benedictines were, were they wanted to preserve history. And Benedict was the first one. Um, I think he was a lawyer. He was a lawyer himself. He was a, <coughs> excuse me, orator. And he's helped save a lot of Roman history and a lot of knowledge of Western civilization. Uh, I think much to the chagrin of the uh, the activists who want to pull down and destroy history, uh, Benedict. Now, Benedict XVI took his name in honor of Benedict, uh, who helped save. He was the first one to start, uh, St. Benedict was the first one to start the monastic order in the Western world. Um, so... She's, she, I mean, she's a smart person. She knows all this, but well, who is she really? This uh, sister Simone. That's what that's what we're trying to find out here. She, in nineteen seventy three, she took she adopted the name Simone. I don't know why. She received a bachelor's degree in nineteen sixty nine from Mount Saint Mary's College in Los Angeles. Nineteen seventy seven, Campbell received a degree for Juris Doctor from the University of uh, of Davis uh, School of Law. Uh, Jewish doctor is also known as doctor of Jewish prudence. Okay, now uh, a grad graduate professional degree, one of the several doctors of law degree in Australia, Canada, United States, and some other common law countries in the Jewish doctors uh, is earned by completing law school. All right. And we know something about that. All right. In 1978... Sister Simone Campbell founded the Community Law Center in Oakland, California, which she served for the next 18 years as its lead attorney. She practiced family law and worked on the needs of the working poor of her county in probate court. Between 1995 and 2000, Campbell was the general director of her religious institute, and oversaw its activities in the United States, Mexico, Taiwan, and the Philippines. All right, so, okay, let's continue. Campbell was first recruited to lead network in 2004 and continues to serve as its executive director. In March uh, 2010, the United States Congress debated reforms to health care known as Patient Protection and Affordable Care, H.R. 3590. As part of her work with the network, Campbell wrote the nun's letter supporting the reforms and asked leaders of women's religious orders to sign it. Sixty heads of religious orders and umbrella groups signed uh, the letter and was sent to all members of Congress, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. The official voice of the Catholic Church in the United States did not support the health care reforms. The letter 
contributed to the monumentum in favor of, of legislation. Campbell attended the signing ceremony for the law and received a hug of, of gratitude from President Obama. Okay, now, the reason why, it's because, probably because it had in there abortion and contraception. And probably because it would force religious orders that do you know, uh, charitable work, social charitable work, like uh, helping, let's say, uh, people who are who are in the last, though their last bed, they're going to die, and she is okay with all that. That's why the bishops couldn't sign it back then, because it was just too obvious. And getting it was putting them on the position, and she knew it. She knew it. By the way, she knew this would put the bishops in a in a very difficult position. She knew that. So she's a, she's a radical. She she wanted to put the bishops. I think it's more of a contempt than anything else because we're going to learn more about her as time goes on. I don't think this Wikipedia is telling us everything, but hey, Barack Obama gave her a hug, and that was her. That's her Messiah. I mean, for some people, that's who he is. He's practically Christ himself, uh, another Christ to them. Campbell led the nuns on the led led the nuns on the bus project in which she also participated. Campbell and a small group of religious sisters, commonly nuns, make the tour on a on a, on a uh, dedicated bus to highlight social issues. In 2012, the first year of the project, the nuns aimed to draw attention to nuns' work with the poor and to the protest planned aid cuts. In honor of her advocacy work, she was the 2014 recipient of the Pakem in Terrace Peace and Freedom Award which commemorates the 1963 encyclical of St. John the Twenty-Third of the same name. Campbell addressed, addressed the Democratic National Convention and held, held in September 2012. Okay, that's uh, one part here. Now we're going to get into more her views. What I should have said was hospice, because remember the Sisters of the Poor that uh, you know went to court. They were t they were defended by the St. Thomas More Society, and uh, they were f because they ran an organization where they probably hired a lot of lay people to handle all the other paperwork and everything. And so, the Obama Care Act, which she, uh, um, <clears throat> Sister Simone Campbell, is probably a, a big a you know advocate and, and a promoter. Put the Sisters of the Poor, a religious order, that their main duty was to help people who are sick, a hospice, to help them die with dignity. And so, therefore, their organization, their order grew. So in order for the nuns to focus on the work that's in front of them, work, you know, which is what, what their mission is, they probably have um, a considerable amount of lay people who handle all the financial, all the legal, uh, all the paperwork, order all the equipment, the medical equipment that they need, uh, clean, you know, help them with the cleaning and everything. And so this probably uh, under the Obama law, the new CARE Act, 
put pressure on the the poor you know the poor nuns to that they have to provide a health care which was abortion and probably contraception things that they can't agree with and this their own uh, another sister from another order a benedictine order this sister simone campbell who was a big activist and i and i'm telling you right now i don't like I don't like uh I already can see who she is. She doesn't care. She I mean look at her. She doesn't even dress like a nun. If you look her up, she doesn't wear a habit. She dresses in a very um intellect like a professorly way. Um and we're gonna look more into her later on. What she says at the convention, uh, I think is completely hypocritical. Uh, anyway, let's continue. Views. Now we're going to get to the Wikipedia part here. Views. Campbell was targeted by then Pope Benedict XVI in his investigation of American nuns. The investigation was ended by Pope Francis on April 16, 2015. All right, she was saved. The official report from the investigation was quoted as including oversight of their publication and choice of speakers for their annual conference to ensure doctrinal orthodoxy uh, and both sides agreed to a new set of status for the uh, LCWR. I'm not too sure what that is, but this was because a lot of them were not going, they were going against, and I believe this about her, she goes against Catholic teaching. She's not her behavior and attitude and thinking is not Catholic. Unlike the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, Campbell supported the Affordable Care Act. There you go, right there. Both as a matter of social justice and as a better way of to eliminate abortion rather than through criminalization. You see what I'm saying? She said, from my perspective, I don't think it's a good policy to outlaw abortion. I think rather, let's focus on economic development for women and economic opportunity. That's what really makes the change. Um, sorry, no. She is absolutely, she should be excommunicated. She should, she should be excommunicated. She's hiding behind her position as a nun. I think there's a lot more to her than she wants us to know. There's a lot more to who she is. All right, I mean, to me, She's a twisted sister. That's how I see it. All right. Uh, what with regard to sexual abuse committed by clergy and covered uh, and covered up by Catholic Church, Campbell noted in 2017 that she found it outrageous that the church was failing to sufficiently address sexual abuse and clerical accountability. I have something for her. I have something for her. How about you focusing on that? Right? She's a lawyer. How about you go after those uh, sexual predators in the Catholic Church? How about you dump all this social justice crap and go after it? Go help the victims. Go represent them in court. You're a lawyer, aren't you? Aren't you supposed to represent those people, you know, or the those who can't help? Why don't you go do a good act there? Instead of focusing on this, all this other garbage. You're a nun. You're a nun and you're also a lawyer. That should be on top of the list for you. 
All right, so let's look at here. Um, all right, so she wrote something on memoir. I don't care about that. Um, all right, let's look at here. All right, well, this is a whole bunch of other stuff here, but this is this is who she is. Now let's go to another article. All right, I have here an article from Catholic News Agency, and it's by uh, Kevin Jones. And Catholic News Agency, I know they're not, um, what do you call them? They're not a fan of Church Militant or uh, Taylor Marshall or LifeSite News. But this particular report, I can't read the whole thing because there's so much um, on the other half of the article about money and about organization and about grants. But here we have Sister Simone Campbell again. And legal. she says here, this is funny. Remember I said she's a lawyer. Legal abortion is above my pay grade, says religious sister who will pray at the DNC. So let me read you this part here. Uh, August 20, 2020, Denver Newsroom. Sister Simone Campbell, who was set off to offer a prayer at the Democratic National Convention Thursday, has declined to take a stand on the morality of abortion protections and CNA examination funds donors to her organization network lobby have links to pro-abortion rights advocacy. August, uh, August 19th, whether her organization op opposes the legal, sorry, car outside the window, legal abortion, Campbell told CNA, that's not our issue. That's that's not it. It's above my, uh, my pay grade. That's not the issue that we work on. I'm a lawyer. I would have to study it more intensely than I have, Campbell added. Campbell, 74, is a member of the past general director of the S Sisters of Social Services, a Catholic religious community. She is the executive director of the network lobby for Catholic social justice and received her law degree from the University of California, Davis, uh, Davis School of Law in 1977. During the 2016 interview with Democracy Now!, Campbell said more directly that from my perspective, I don't think it's good policy to outlaw abortion. Our agenda is the economic justice issues, she told CNA this week. As the issue of economic justice means, as Pope Francis talked about so often, the capacity for families to be able to support themselves, to be able to have roof on their head, a radical thought is that they ought to be able to earn enough money from one job, both have time for, the, for leisure, for family, to get, for family together, as well as the capacity to save, to save for the future. Campbell is scheduled to deliver the invocation Thursday at the Democratic National Convention. The convention's announcement cited her group's work as on economic justice, health care, immigration reform, and voter turnout, as well as its nuns on the bus tour. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop there. She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. And she knows. She, she, she knows the answer. She's trying to play it, and I and and the rest I'm not going to read it because it goes into money, lots of money coming from different organizations. I'm convinced that it's all about the money, baby. If for her, it's all about the money, and I think that nuns on the bus. I think a lot of these groups, because technically, 
the sister of the poor can't ra- can't raise money, and she can raise money very easily. I think for a lot of these lib- liberal lobbyist groups, these activist groups, it's always about money. Let's look at another article. This one is from the National Review. Catholic nun who addressed DNC convention declined to take position on abortion. I would have to study it more intensely. She's had how many years of her life since she has been a lawyer in the United States of America, all right, where she can be a lawyer and a religious sister, and she's still she's she's trying to play that she still hasn't made a decision on it, and she really expects ordinary Catholics to buy her answer and say that what her answer which says it's above my pay grade or I have to study it more intensely. Come on, come on. Don't, don't, don't fool us. Don't, we're, we're not stupid. By Brittany Bernstein. This is what this article is from National Review. All right. Sister Simone Campbell, who led a prayer at the Democratic National Convention on Thursday, had previously declined to take a position on abortion, saying, I would have to study it more intensely. Why would we want to believe that? You already gave a prayer at the National um, the Demo- DNC, and you really expect people to be stupid and, and not think that you already made a decision? When asked on Wednesday whether the network lobby for Catholic social justice, whether she serves as an executive director, uh, uh, director uh, opposes the legal protection of abortion, Campbell tells CNA, that's the article we read before, I read to you just now, the other one, that it's not our issue, that it, that is not it, is above my pay grade. I don't believe you. I'm sorry, you're a liar. It's not the issue that we work on. I'm a lawyer. I would have to study it more intensely than I have, she added. Oh, please. Campbell, 74, is a member and past general director of the Sisters of Social Services and received her law degree from the University of California, Davis School of Law. We already read that part. Yet the Catholic Church clearly says since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every court abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. Director, uh, direct abortion, that is to say, abortion, whether either as an end, uh, as an end, or a means, is gravely contrary to the moral law. You will not kill the embryo by abortion, and shall not cause the newborn to perish. Well, at least national, the National Review. Gave you know knows Catholicism better than our dear sister. This one is from Crux. Taking the Catholic pulse, Catholics to deliver prayers during closing night of Democratic convention. Cleveland, a Jesuit priest with a widespread presence in various media platforms and the executive director of the network, a Catholic social justice lobbying groups are set to offer prayers during the Democratic National Convention on its final night. Sister Simone Campbell is a sister of social justice, and Father James Morin said they were invited to address the convention in non-political roles to deliver a prayer August 20th. Both pre-recorded each respective prayer with Campbell offering the invocation and Martin delivering a benediction. I 
feel honored, Campbell said. I have to confess, tears spring from my eyes when I was asked. Joe Biden is a presumptive dem Democratic nom nominee to the presidential uh, pres to, to the presidency. A scheduled address, the he is scheduled to address the convention the same night. I have heard the, the Vice President Biden say so often that nuns and Jesuits keep him in the church, Campbell added. The man supports abortion. You're a Catholic nun and James Martin is a Catholic priest. The fact that you still support him says that you are anti-Catholic. Amazing. Martin, uh, Martin editor-at-large of America Magazine, said he too was honored to be invited to pray at the conve convention. He will offer one of the three benedictions to close the, uh, the, 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 the event. Unbelievable. I'm not going to continue any further, but this shows you the hypocrisy. Here you have a priest and here you have a nun. And meanwhile, Father Perone was asked to pull himself away from the Trump campaign. It's it's personal. It is. So, a recap. You can see where all this is heading. You can see that there's a bias. Even though the bishops technically are trying very hard not to split up, there are a lot of conservative bishops, but a lot of them are scared to speak up. And there are a lot of other uh, bishops who are okay with all this uh, because this is the bread and butter. So sticking close to the Democrats and having someone like James Martin and Sister Simone, technically you know where they are. You can't keep playing this game. You can't keep playing the game that, you know, that, uh, you know, you're playing it. It's sooner or later, you're, you're going to lose it. And you're going, you're going to lose, you know, you're going, people are going to see you for who you are. And that's what social media has done. Social media has exposed this more. This is why someone like me is able to collect all these articles, all these articles. And I will read one art, what one article says. And I know, I know that the USCCB is, 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 you know, is in a difficult situation, but it also... It is what it is. I mean, we have to, we as devout practicing Catholics have to acknowledge what's happening around us. All right. I'm sorry, but Sister Simone is a twisted sister. That's what she is. She's a hypocrite. And I think she does it for money. I think she does it for, for power. I mean, she's just uh, Margaret Sanger as a nun or pretends to be a nun. Imagine Margaret Sanger if she was a uh, a Catholic or she joined a religious order should probably be kicked out. Sister Simone Campbell just doesn't cut it. She doesn't understand that this is not helping. I mean, this, this is, this is a horrible, you know, I mean, come on, someone has to tell them. James Martin knows the whole world, the Catholic conservative media and Catholic conservative world can't stand him. But come on, this, this is ridiculous. Let's end it here and I'll get back with another article. All right. So let's say a quick prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Amen. <laughs>